Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Heavenly Father, we do just lift Paul to you and we just pray that the words that he speaks are your words and that the message of being compassionate is something that's so deep and rooted in you, Lord, that we just want to grasp hold of that and we want to just have a sense of the compassion that you have for each one of us and how we take that and share it with others. So, Lord, just bless Paul, just make us receptive, and just be in this place, we ask, Lord Jesus. Amen. Morning, everybody. Mm. Is anybody else nervous? It's good to be with you. I'll tell you what's impressed me this morning, is the, the singing. I mean, I nipped out to the little boys' room, and as I was walking around, the singing was unbelievable this morning Uh, so that was really really good and that's done me good now today's subject is compassion for the poor and I'm not going to mention Sunderland I'm not going to mention Newcastle so don't uh, don't worry we're going to start with with a slide can I have the first picture please now you might not be able to make out what the writing says but there's there's a guy sat there and he sat with Jesus, and the guy's saying, so why do you allow things like famine, war, suffering, disease, crime, homelessness, despair, etc., exist in our world? And Jesus is leaning across and looking at him and saying, interesting that, that you should bring that up. I was just about to ask you the same question. Compassion. This is what it says, compassion, a feeling of deep sympathy, a desire to alleviate suffering. Compassion is mentioned some 76 times plus in the Bible and compassionate some 14 times plus. And poor is mentioned some 74 times plus. Now, what do we see as poor? Uh, How do people become poor? Now, I particularly asked the youth to stop in this morning so that they could help me. And it's a bit risky, this, because I don't know what they've written down. Uh, So, if they've remembered, if they'd like to come forward, you don't have to speak. I've already been asked that, that's fine. So, if you want to come up and bring me your lists, and I'll see what's what. Go on, Sean, you'll be first. You can all come up together, though. Don't all run at once. It's in your bag. Good. That's it, all come up together. Are you going to read yours? Yeah, I'll read Okay. Is it this one or that one? There we go. Uh, reasons why people could be poor. It's like um, student loans, um, High interest rates on loans, um, not doing well academically, 
Um, you've got a poor background in crime in general. Well done. Excellent. It's a good list. Do you want me to read yours? Has Etta got a list as well? I'm sure she had. Has she disappeared? Right, this one says, no money, poor economy, no jobs, no education. Okay, thank you. You can take your seats. Thanks for your help. That's good. And if Etta comes in, just give us a shout and we'll read her list as well. There you go. <laughs> right, John, was- John Wesley said this. An ounce of love is worth a pound of knowledge. An ounce of love is worth a pound of knowledge. Now, here we go. The four Gospels simply equals compassion. There are times when Jesus is tired. There's times when Jesus wants to rest. A bit like us sometimes, isn't there? There's times when we want to rest. There's times when we don't want any hassle. But he always made time for people, especially the poor, especially the marginalized in society. And it's quite clear, it's quite clear and it's quite simple, really. Love God, love people. It's not very complicated, is it? Love God, love people. But the funny thing is, loving God is the easy bit. In some ways, it's easy to love God. The hard bit is loving people. We only have to look at ourselves. And we're hard to love sometimes. People in situations are hard to love sometimes. We can be funny creatures at times, can't we? With who we love and who we don't love. But I would say that compassion is a key part of spirituality. James 1 verse 22 says this, Be doers, not just hearers. Be doers, not just hearers. And Jesus reached out to the poor. Jesus reached out to those who were in need. He reached out to those who were in physical need, poor, he worked out to those, reached out to those in spiritual need who were empty. He reached out to those with emotional needs, which is spiritual need. Jesus' ministry was all about these three things. Teaching, preaching, healing. Teaching, preaching, healing. And everywhere He went, He taught out of compassion. He preached out of compassion. He healed out of compassion. He was moved. His heart went out to them. He felt for them. He felt their need. Matthew 9, verse 35 and 36 says this, When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion. He was moved. Not just physically, but inside. He was moved with compassion. Jesus is near the poor. He's not distant from them. He doesn't observe them from afar. He is near them. He is next to them. Links in with our church goals. Serving, practical, hands dirty, impacting our local community, reaching, meeting people wherever and whoever they are. He reaches out. He touches them. He touches the dead. He touches the leper. He touches their hands. He touches their eyes. He mixes with them. He is happy to be around them. He's not threatened. He's not unsure. We're a bit funny sometimes about touching people, aren't we? 
I know for years and years and years, I was always funny about touching people. But then obviously with the kind of work I do, working with children, having to sometimes put that reassuring arm around them, having sometimes, unfortunately, in my job, to restrain a young person, which is the worst thing in the world. It's not nice, but sometimes it's needed. Sometimes it's required. But we're a bit funny sometimes about touching people. And yet here, he touches them. He touches the dead, the leper. He touches their hands. He touches their eyes. He meets their needs. He touches their needs. The physical ones, the practical ones, the spiritual ones. He's not put off. Jesus is not put off by the circumstances. He's not put off by their state. He's not put off by their standing in society. He's not put off by their deformities. And we are sometimes, if we're honest, we're put off. We're put off. A few weeks ago, any Facebook followers... I was at some friends in Scarborough and I went to the Salvation Army on the Sunday night and after the service, my friend says, oh, we've just started a new thing. We go out and feed the homeless and we give them chocolates, we give them a flask, uh, we give them some food, uh, we offer them hats, gloves, scarves. Would you like to come? I said, sure, of course I'll come. So I put a nice uh, jacket on with a big Salvation Army badge that said the Salvation Army and I went around Scarborough and it started slowly, not many people. But then we started to meet these guys. And they knew these guys on first name terms. Would you like a flask of tea? Yes, I'll have a flask of tea. Would you like some chocolate? Yeah, I'd love some chocolate. And to see these guys, the first guy we met was in the, the, the alcove of Barclays Bank in the centre of Scarborough, in cardboard boxes. Uh, then we met an old guy down outside some toilets in the harbour, just laid in a sleeping bag right outside the toilets. Uh, unbelievable. And he too was offered things. Uh, then we met two guys in what used to be the big theatre at Scarborough that's now shut, the Futurist, is it? Something like that. And that's all shut down. There were two guys in there. So we gave them some stuff. Then we came across some other guys who had got two brand spanking new uh, sleeping bags because they'd been to church that night, which is brilliant. And so they got two new sleeping bags. But to hear some of the stories, and yet, you don't really say anything. You don't say a lot. But what better way to show the gospel of Jesus Christ? No words, but a massive impact on me, on the other people, but I'm sure on the guys themselves. Love in action. Love lived out. As we look at our world, our society, what do we see? What do we hear? Because you know, if we listen, if we listen... There is a cry that we hear, and this is it. It's the cry of the tragedy in which so many people live. And you know, they're, they're aching to hear a testimony, because they're looking for a testimony from the likes of me and you. There is also a charge, or if you like, a challenge that we face. The charge is of indifference. The charge is of action. And there is a call too. There's a call that we must heed. We must listen to. We must take note of. The church is a serving church and our God is a saving God. So there's the cry we hear. 
there's the challenge, the charge that we face, and there is the call that we must heed. Matthew 4, 14, verse 14, And when he saw the great crowds, he was moved with compassion, and he healed their sick. So by doing that, the heart of compassion frees the tragedies of human need, which must be faced. We must acknowledge them. We must not ignore them. It's easy to turn the blind eye to the tragedies that take place in our society. The hands of compassion needs. Concerns aroused. Contact achieved. We touch. It's practical. And the hope that compassion brings. The loneliness that compassion enters. And the helplessness that compassion ends. So we enter into that compassion and the helplessness of other people ends because of the compassion that we have shown. So you probably say to me then, well, what's the answer? How do we reach people? Matthew 14, 15 to 22, which those at the Global Leaders Conference will notice this. And I'd already done this before I'd been to the Global Leaders. So it was a little bit of confirmation for me. Five loaves, two fishes. The gift is brought. It's a willing gift. It's a wanted gift. The gift is blessed. And there's a new power that touches it. A new purpose is given. And that gift, the five loaves and two fishes, is transformed. And the gift is broken. It meant an ending for someone. The poor little boy lost his packed lunch but he gained so much more. But it meant a beginning and an enriching in the lives of others. So again, you might say to me, well, what can we do? Answer, I don't know all the answers. You decide what you can do. I decide what I feel I can do or what God is wanting me to do or calling me to do. It's no different for you. You decide what God is putting on your heart and what you would want to do. And if an idea doesn't make any sense, then it might just make history. If it makes no sense, it might just make history. And here's a thought. Anytime you're afraid to try something new, just remember, amateurs built the ark, professionals built the Titanic. Anytime you're afraid... To try something new, remember, amateurs built the ark and professionals built the Titanic. Influence. Influence is not to go higher, as society tells us. It's to reach lower. Influence is to reach lower. If as a church, if as individuals, we want to be a bridge to the world, the lost, the poor, the broken, the sick, the dying then here's the thing. We have to get walked over a few times. And we have to stop moaning. We have to stop complaining about it. Because that's what bridges are for. Bridges are meant to be walked over. Bridges are meant to be walked on so that people can reach the other side. So that people can reach the destination. So there will be times, yes, when we're walked upon. But if I need to be walked upon, to help somebody reach that destination. Surely it's worth it. Surely it's worth what we sometimes see as an inconvenience, but it's not, not really. 
Well, that's how we see it sometimes. We have to be honest. As a church, our job, it's not really a job, it's a vocation, it's a calling, it's a mission, is to change the atmosphere of a community. I wonder this morning, do we do that? Do we do that where we live? Do we change the atmosphere? Do we do that where we work? Do we change the atmosphere? We should come to church not to hide our problems or our issues, but we should come to church to heal them, to make them better. People, friends, if we are growing, if we want to grow, we are always going to be outside our comfort zone. If we're already growing and we want to keep growing, we will always be outside our comfort zone. A kind gesture can reach the wound that only compassion can heal. Four things to think about. Think how lost you were without God. Think about the reality of heaven and hell. Pray to God that you would fear God more than you fear man or men. And ask God to increase your heart for the lost. Again, a question. When was the last time you helped someone who was poor, sick, dying, marginalized by society? When was the last time you displayed compassion? Dare I say, when was the last time you actually felt compassion? And I say that to myself as well as everybody else. A few quotes. No one can ever become poor by giving. No act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. There is no better exercise for the heart than reaching down and lifting someone up. Love and compassion are necessities. Necessities, not luxuries. And without them, humanity cannot survive. Too often... And we all do this. We underestimate the power of a touch, the power of a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. The tender mission as a church is to preach the gospel to all. And the greatest response is amongst the weak, the sick, the poor, the tired, the incompetent, the inadequate, and all of those who struggle with shame. And the pastoral, the care inside as a church, the task, the mission of us as individuals and a church is to always be the kind of place where such people can find shelter. But not just find shelter, find support. The church must clearly be a safe place. So it's pretty clear Jesus was always surrounded by such people. He was always surrounded by prostitutes, tax collectors, lepers, Romans, criminals, the marginalized people in society. And he voluntarily went where there was a need. How can we preach love without living it out? And the good news is, everyone qualifies. Everyone qualifies. God uses failures. That's why I'm standing here today. Because God uses failures. 
We're all failures, but God can use us. If we can have the crayon slide, please. We're all a little broken, but last time I checked, the broken crayons still color. Yeah? I'll read that again because it's worth reading. We are all a little broken, but last time I checked, broken crayons still color. We're all a little bit broken, but again, last time I checked, we can all be used by Jesus wherever we are and whatever we're doing. So let's follow his example. Let's do our bit in leading people who have no hope from tragedy, that's where they are, to remedy, which is the practical, to victory, which is lives transformed by God. That chorus, and now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for me. Now, there's a story that William Booth was once preaching and he asked the congregation, whoops, I nearly fell over. He asked the congregation, how many miles is it around the world, the circumference? And someone shouted, 24,000 miles from the congregation. Now, whether that's right or not, is irrelevant. But they shouted 24,000 miles. And he replied, then we must grow longer arms so that we can put them around the world and reach it and touch the poor, the lost, and the marginalized. So he was saying, we need to grow longer arms. And we all know that's already been done. John chapter 3 verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave is one and only Son. So that whoever believes in Him, no one shall perish. For God so loved the world. So we need bigger arms to reach people where they are. Can I have this slide about the church? We will never change the world by going to church. We will only change the world by being the church. And that's what we need to do. Now there's a, an old song that, just for a bit of reflection time at the end of what I've had to say this morning, and as we watch this, you know, just let God speak to you. Let Him put on your heart what you need to do, what I need to do, as we just meditate on this video. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.